You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 157. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 157. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Oh, uh, you held it together, Smitty. You. I can't believe you did it. Almost. I almost got you. Got me. I did. Oh my gosh. Okay, so those of you who don't know, <laughs> I have broken character a few times. Much to my chagrin, at the very beginning of the episode when I record the, you're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, you know, that whole thing. Like, so most of the time- I try just, to mock you. He mocks me and he does this like bobblehead thing <laughs> where he's like, you are listening, <laughs> you know, and I try not to look at it. So today I like closed my eyes and I almost broke again. You were so close. You looked over at me and were like, Ugh! you almost went, uh, almost got you. So, so there was a smile in my voice. There was. <laughs> You couldn't hear it. It was a smile. Oh my gosh! There's well, always a smile in your voice. I, you know what? I try to be. I'm the joy fucking junkie. You are. What do you That's, want? Yeah, yeah. You got joy in your voice too. I mean, right along with that. So, l- welcome, audience. Hello, audience people. <laughs> you bring so much to the show. You know that? I do? Like, yeah. Like you. I love that you came up with audience. Oh, that's with, my contribution. You pod. came up with pod people. <laughs> you came up with throw it in the trash can't. I did. I came up with that. Believe I it or feel, not. I feel like you've, you know, I mean. The and would my you, would you weather segment. I mean, know, like, the that's... voice of the people. <laughs> <laughs> so we are about to actually be on another podcast for a relationship-based podcast. And they're going to interview us. So it was the first time we ever had to put together sort of like a bio for the two of us. That's right. So, we, yeah, we so just I was, do the show. We don't really have like a page or anything like that. Right, and you don't really play internet very much. Yeah, I'm not a social media person. You're, get, sure. you're getting there. I am. But, but you I am. do so much stuff more like in person. And... I love pressing the flesh. Wow. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's called a handshake. Wow, get your mind out of the gutter. That sounds extremely perverse. Get your mind out of the gutter. Joy I like junkie. to press, 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 spit it out. <laughs> press flesh. <laughs> yeah, press the flesh. Shake hands. Come on. I have never heard that, and well, I've never heard you use that in really? like the nineteen years we've been together. I've used it. See, just goes to prove that you don't listen to me. I don't listen. You're right. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so we have a topic for oh, yeah. you today. We have that. We're going to we're going to jump into here in a minute, but we're going to talk about the real reason you never have any time and are totally overwhelmed. Hmm. And this is something that I see really commonly in a lot of my students and a lot in myself. So I'm going to share a lot of this information is is going to be coming from me working through it the hard way. Right. So it's typically people who are really high achievers. They're kind of the superwoman. They want to do it all and also want to do it all for everybody else too. Yeah. So if that's you, hang out because we are going to 
It's all about you. Spill it in five different ways uh, and five different reasons why you don't have enough time. So, but cool. we want to do another new, like kind of a new thing. What's I know our new thing. Our new thing was another oh, idea of yeah, yours. Right. We we need to find we need to find a fun name for this though. Like, oh, I thought it was a free shit alert. No, no. Oh, what is that? Was another amazing new thing that we did. <laughs> <laughs> New, new, new. No, we no. <laughs> We're having a communication breakdown. No, no. The the iTunes reviews. Oh, the iTunes reviews. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we just good ideas. Jeez. Yeah, I I know. You're like I need a raise. All right, so I'm <laughs> I'm moving over to a different part of our studio over here, so I can read these. It's so vast. Because <laughs> we have a gigantic studio. It's huge. So I want to give a shout out to Delish Girl, Delish Girl, What's aka up, girl? Heather McDonough, McDonough, I think, and she gives our show five stars, and she says it's totally binge worthy, which I love. That yeah, you gotta I, have a binge worthy. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta right. And she says you need this podcast in your life. You get sound, practical, life changing, relationship changing advice. Served up in a fun and super entertaining way. Amy is whip smart. Hey. Whoa. Inspiring and hilarious. And the banter between Amy and her awesome co-host and hubby, Mr. Smith, is priceless. Oh, and another, we're going to do another awesome new thing. A Another listener suggested that we start. Oh, yeah, in the show notes. Yeah. All in the show notes page, which is just if you go to my site and you know the episode number, you just type like 102 or 155 in the search bar and you'll pull up the page for that particular pod. So we're going to start doing any sort of clip that we splice in, which is all our inside jokes from movies. Yes. We're going to start telling you where they're from. So if you want to go watch one of those. If you've watched any comedies through the 80s and 90s, you'll get them typically, but... It's yeah, it's a lot of nineties. Mm-hmm. A lot of nineties and early two thousands and SNL. Mostly Nacho Libre. <laughs> yeah. But we we throw other stuff. We in throw there. in a lot of other stuff. Yeah. So we're gonna start doing that too. But anyway, so huge shout out to Heather. Thank you so much for that. And then I loved this one. The subject by it looks like Laura Gry, G R I I I. That's the handle. She gives us a yes. Yes, Gaga. A yes. So I love that. And she said, my new favorite workout is listening to the Joy Junkie and not stopping, moving, or lifting until they're done talking. Oh, wow. <laughs> love their energy and enthusiasm. Pers- perfect for personal development and muscle development all at once. Yeah. I love so that. That's a good reason to uh, extend our podcasts for, for her. Well, all right. Now they're like 45 minutes. Now they're kind of pushing it. But right. I'm thinking, you know, you could even do it. You could do drinking games with the pot. Oh, my god. Every goodness. time I say grace and kindness, it's like Ooh. a shot. Or every time I drop an F-bomb, <laughs> you have to drop and do like. Or every time I agree with you. Oh, that'd be a good one because I'm always like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. You're, or every time you go, but what about. <laughs> every time I'm the voice of the people. Every time you're the voice of the people. <laughs> yeah. I'm the people's voice. So, and also a shout out to one of my students, Olivia, who mentioned you and said, 
I'm so grateful for Mr. Smith on the pod because there's sometimes when you say stuff, Amy, and I'm like, wait, what? And then he comes in and I'm like, oh. <laughs> so shout out to Olivia. You want to say hi to Olivia? Hey, Olivia. What's up, girl? <laughs> How you're doing? I'm going to pipe in right there. All right. So why don't I give you the mic for a minute? Oh, yeah. My my segment. It's what is it called again? Would you rather? That's right. Nice entry, it's called babe. The would you rather, bitches? <laughs> All right. Would you rather give up coffee, oh, which which as, as I you drink, take a sip, yeah, or give up sleeping in? <laughs> she just went, that's what we like to call dead air she just went blank <laughs> this like standoff because he doesn't tell me what <laughs> staring the... contest me and you you win you always, <laughs> you always do. do quick staring contest me and you now <laughs> you win you always do <laughs> okay all right so um let's talk this out let's think it through um uh, two hours. Like, let's say you normally get up at nine. You have to get up at seven. Or you can sleep in, but you can't have any coffee. Wow. It's a rough one. I think I'm taking the sleep, honestly. Like, I could give up coffee. I think I could. I say that now, but. I, could, I think I could, too, if I really, really had to. I just I, I just genuinely love it. Like, I really, really enjoy it. What do you enjoy more, coffee or sleep? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but for me, it's like I wouldn't mind. Like, I typically get up around 7.30 or 8. That's, okay. like, usually when I wake up, right? So, if... I disagree. You just, you're downstairs, so you don't realize I'm already up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just dick around my phone for a long time gotcha. in the morning. Okay. I'm talking to the audience on Instagram. Are you kidding? <laughs> so I've got shit to do. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're working. <laughs> right. Quote, quote. So I, okay, so if I get up at six, so that would mean, to me, it all comes down to if I wake up and I'm awake. Like if, if I'm awake and alert, fine. But if I'm fucking dragging at 630, that's going to be a nightmare. Like... Or six. That's a nightmare. So, I don't know what I would do, Mr. What Smith. What are you going for? Um, Make a choice. I think I would give up coffee. Give up coffee? Yeah. Well, I'm not sleeping in much anymore anyway. Like, I'm getting up around six o'clock. So, I'm going to give up sleeping in. You're going to give up sleeping in? Keep my coffee. Really? Mm-hmm. Let's go to bed earlier. All right. Okay, cool. I'm an, old, I'm an old man. What are you going to do? Oh, you're not an old man. <laughs> well, you're kicking 50s door down. Hey, 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 hey. That's nuts. Take that back. <laughs> I'm not even 45 yet. You're just approaching the doorway. If There you go. <laughs> much better language. I'm kicking 40s door down. You are. I mean, I'm... I know. So my brother always likes to tell me. All right. So in conclusion, from everything that we just shared with you... <laughs> yeah, what do you, what do you get from all that? If you would like to... Talk to us about this and tell us what you would rather, which I love when you guys hit me up on Instagram. Find me at the Joy Junkie, and you can let me know what your thoughts are. If you would give up coffee or sleep or whatever. Or, or a tiny rhino. If you need a tiny rhino, <laughs> or if you'd rather not watch porn with your parents. Like that, oh, that was a good one. That oh, was a good gosh. one. Oh, my gosh. I don't so, know what episode that was. And, was again, if you have not left an iTunes review, first of all, 
iTunes makes it really challenging. So everybody who does it, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can find directions to do so on any one of my uh, podcast uh, show notes pages. Or you can and Google it. we're going to start, yeah, or you could just Google it. Mm-hmm. There's a funny thing that's like, let me Google that for you. Let me do what you could do if right. you just, yeah, anyway. So we would really appreciate an iTunes review. So, yes, you who has told me over and over again you're going to get to it and then you never do. Oh, uh, calling them out. Calling you out. I see calling you driving in your potties. car. Or working out and lifting your weights. No, just kidding. So, and then maybe we'll give you a shout out on the show, which, I mean, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want some attention? Right? I love attention. All right. So, let's look at the real reason you never have time and are overwhelmed. Let me just take a little sip of my... Take a little sip. I'll take the mic for a minute. I'll take over. Oh, I love it. You like my sound effect? (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, the first reason why you might not ever have time is because you say yes to a bunch of shit you don't want to do. Yeah, that's a good one. And yeah. I, I always like to underline that I'm not talking about picking up dog poop, wiping your kid's ass, doing your taxes. Like, it's shit like that none of us really want to yeah. do. Yeah. But it's it's part of our life, right? It'd be a good would you rather. <laughs> Make a note of that, <laughs> Would you rather do taxes or wipe your kid's hand with your bare hand? Your, your, your kid's, kid's ass. ass with your bare hand. Okay, well, just make a note of that. Put that one in. Okay. Okay. So I'm talking about saying yes to stuff that is totally motivated from a place of guilt or fear. Like, I am so afraid to say no, I can't come through for this person. Or, you know, I can't say no to, you know, my neighbor who's asking me to bring extra food to this event. And I know it's going to severely overwhelm me because I already have enough on my plate. That you just say yes anyway. Right. I'm talking about that stuff. <laughs> where, stuff. Yeah, where you take on that obligation when you don't actually have to. Mm-hmm. So that is a huge place. And I'm actually going to put a link in the show notes page to we did a podcast on on how to say no and what that really looks like. So one of the easiest things that you can do if you tend to be a yes man or as I like to call the totally girl, like totally, I'll totally come through. There's a very California thing. Totes girl. Totes. Oh my gosh, I would be happy to do that. And you're really going, oh my God, I can't take on one more thing. So this may or not may or not may or may not be you, but I really want you to get clear. Telling yourself, well, who else is going to do it? Or I'm their only option. That's you saying yes to shit you don't want to do. So I want you to start flexing that no muscle. It is a full sentence. It is. Mm -hmm. You're right. I had to stop and think about that for a second. It is. You're right. (laughs) So what do they call that when it's like an implied subject? Like you? Yes. Yeah. What? I can't remember. Anyway. So the first thing that you can do around flexing this saying no thing is to just give more time before you say yes. Just buy yourself some time. Don't say yes. Don't commit to something right away. Even if, here's the the clincher, a lot of times people approach you with a sense of urgency and so it makes you feel urgent to give a response. Right. So they're like, oh my God, I'm so glad I ran into you. Would you be able, tomorrow night we're doing this thing, would you be able to da 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 And they start a barrage of commentary and it's really fast paced 
and rapid. And so you kind of feel like, ah, I've got to give them an answer right away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So just because the package comes to you wrapped in urgency doesn't mean you have to accept it that way. You can decide if you're able to even give a response that quickly. So first of all, knowing that this is an issue for you is huge. That's the first step is like, oh my gosh, I always say yes right away. Okay, cool. Now that you're aware of that, buy yourself some time and just say something like, how soon do you need an answer? Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to get back to you. Let me check my schedule. And then I love this one. If they need an answer right away and I don't have even the permission to check my schedule and what's going on in my life, then I will say, if you need an answer right now, I'm going to have to decline. Yeah. I because like it. that is their urgency. It's their shit. It's their emergency. It's not yours. So you don't have to be their only option. How about some responsibility on their behalf? for not thinking things ahead of time. Right. Thinking things through. Like, they need to handle their life and have responsibility for that. And then you need to handle your responsibility and decide. And it's a different answer every time. Sometimes you might want to come through for that person. Right. Or you might really want to give back to them because they've given to you and it's an, an opportunity for reciprocity. <clears throat> I'm not saying a blanket statement of always say no. I'm just saying dig in and be really deliberate, conscious, and intentional about what you say yes to. Okay. Because every time you say yes to something, just by virtue of saying yes, you have to say no to something else, right? So if you say yes to taking care yes. of... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you say yes, then... <laughs> then you're we need a like an equivalent no but there isn't a good way to say you're right nah, right nah, nah, nay 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 so it's you <laughs> like say the Brits. if you say nay then you or if you say yes then you're definitely going to be saying no to something else so you might be saying no to downtime to uh having time with your spouse having more time with your children having a time alone for yourself to Review your podcast notes or mm -hmm. whatever, or work out. Like there's inevitably, if you're going to say yes to something, especially if you're going to say yes to an allocation of time and energy, you're saying no to time and energy in another place. Yeah. So just get intentional. And if you want more specifically around this, be sure to check out the show notes page, which will be at thejoyjunkie.com 157 slash 157. Or you can just type that into the search bar and look uh, look at the show notes page and I'll link to the episode on specifically on saying no. So then another reason why you might not have time and are totally overwhelmed is because you don't make self-care a priority. And I know that you've talked about this and I love when you talk about <clears throat> our nervous system and when we're going, 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 going and we don't ever fill up our own bucket. Mm -hmm. We don't have sleep. We don't have rest. We don't have tranquility. We don't do basic things to caretake for ourselves. So talk about that for a second. Like where... Well, what comes up for me immediately is our immune system. <clears throat> you know, the things that our immune system needs to stay healthy <clears throat> and fight bugs off... Right. ...is good sleep, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, low sugar intake. Mm-hmm. Um, low stress. Like, you know, all these things compile. Good exercise. All of those things compile and help our immune system because it doesn't have a pump. It doesn't right. have something that pushes through like our cardiovascular system does. So it requires joint movement and rest in order to filter our body of all these bugs, right? So when we start taking away one or two of those four or five things that's needed, yeah, we start suppressing our immune system. And when we suppress our immune system, we're more susceptible to colds and viruses and things like this, right? So just in this example, you're saying that if we say yes to something uh, and we don't, and we're uh, sacrificing sleep, sacrificing our our schedule for maybe our meditation time or for time to relax, or maybe it's time that you had planned to go to the gym and you're like, nah, I can skip the gym that day, right? You're actually going to make yourself less available to say yes to other things. That's right. That's right. right. That's kind of what you're getting at. Well, and we think it's so noble to spread ourselves so thin. And then what you have to really understand about this is by constantly doing, 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 doing for everybody else, including your kids and family and everything like that. And there is no self-care. I'm not saying it's not noble to take care of your family. I'm saying when there is zero self-care, there's a lot of things that happen. First of all, you show your children what's acceptable. Yeah. You show them mom and dad, they don't value their own self-care. Right. What they are teach what you're teaching them is largely through your actions. And oh, okay, so I just have to accept all this other shit and I have to sacrifice and sacrifice and I don't matter. Is that something you want your children to pick up on? Yeah. Or do you want them to really believe that they're valuable? The other piece of that is if you aren't charged up, if you aren't caretaking for yourself, you're way more snappy with your kids. You're more biting. You're irritated with them. You're irritated with the time you do have allocated with them. And you're resentful, but it's 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 your fault. It's your fault because you said yes to a bunch of shit you really didn't mm-hmm. have to say yes to. And a bunch of other stuff that we're going to talk about here. So I'm not saying I'm not here to chastise you. I'm here to say, "Hey, these might be your opportunities." To alter, like what if your daughter learned that mom time is super fucking important and we don't interrupt her because she needs to take a bubble bath or she needs time resting or zoning out or being by herself because she values her. Like what an amazing message. Everything in moderation, right? I'm not talking about you leave the country to on a total sabbatical for motherhood for six months. <laughs> I'm talking about you show them that you value you by how you choose to take care of yourself. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And also knowing that the way in which you caretake for yourself influences every fucking role in your life. So when you're well rested, when you're not stressed out, when you're not overwhelmed, when you're taking care of your own health, you're a better spouse you're a better parent, you're a better employee, you're a better employer, you're a better everything because you are nourishing you. Yeah. So I love to say that if you look at your calendar, you will see right now what your priorities are because everything of importance goes on our calendar. Yeah, and these that, days for sure. And that's what we make time for. Yeah. Is the shit that is allocated in our calendar mm-hmm. already. So 
look at that calendar and look if that is conducive to the things that you really do want to spend your time and energy or are they cluttered with a bunch of bullshit? I even use that as, you know, for me being in the health industry, like if a client calls me up and says, oh, do you have time for a massage at this time? Mm-hmm. I say, oh, you know what? That's typically the time that I go to the gym. I have to practice what I preach, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I can't get you in, mm-hmm. right? So if I if I kind of like approach it as a, that's my self-care time, right. people are more than happy to say, oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't want you to step on that. Right. Right? Instead of just saying, no, I really can't. Sometimes that works like, or, or is appropriate when you say just no. Right. Right. But giving that example of I'm practicing what I preach. Right. I'm sorry I can't take care of you at that time. Right. Right. That's great. That's really great. And I do that in my classes because we always have like an online forum. And so I'll say I will always be in here and I will give you guys everything that I can with the exceptions of weekends. Yeah. Saturday and Sunday I may not be in here because I need to practice what I preach and take care of me. It's my time. So – That's an element for you to look at. And I always say start with your to-do list and start with your calendar because everything on there, those are your priorities. So if there is not self-care time on there, if there's not workout time, if there's not down decompressing time or sleep, like a really solid amount of sleep, that is what you really need to start filtering into your daily practices, your daily habits. So start looking at what's one thing, one tiny little shift you can make to start embodying self-care a little bit better. So the third reason why you might be overwhelmed or never have any time is because you're always in emergency mode. So this is one of those things that I love to talk about, like the tyranny of the urgent, where when something, when shit hits the fan we feel like, oh my God, it's an emergency. And so we become into, we we become this state where everything is putting out fires and we're not getting ahead of things. Mm -hmm. And it can be really challenging. But one of the solutions that I've found in, uh, hugely effective in our relationship in particular, and also in my business, is if anything is causing me to complain a lot we look at we need to develop a system yeah there's something that's off that's not working so same thing if i have too many emails in my work i'll talk to my assistant and i'll be like okay we need to streamline and we need to look at a system that we can develop so that i'm not constantly putting out this fire in our relationship if there's something that's happening with the dishwasher where we feel like we're never on top of getting the dishes done we developed a system right so we do you know, we load it this way and then I tell you and then you load it and we switch off and we have a system. So it's easier to stay on top of things. And I was actually just talking about this with a client of mine and they started implementing systems as a family and they all got on board because she was taking on, she was in the same thing where she was feeling super overwhelmed because she had to do all this laundry and all these things. And I'm like, how old are your kids? Fuck, they can do laundry. Come on. No, come on. She's like, yeah, you know what? I think she even likes doing it, my daughter. And I'm like, oh my God, a (laughs) system, hello. So so she, she even told me recently, we just implemented a ton of systems to make 
a lot of stuff go so much more smoothly in the household. So awesome. So it takes a little bit of getting ahead of right. at the beginning because you have to plan it out or look at what you're going to do. Same thing for me. If I put in you know, a new system in the business, sometimes it takes longer to implement it at the head of it. But then after that, it's like well-oiled machine and I don't have to look at it. Yeah. So you might want to look at are there things that are creating a lot of stress in your life, period, that you just need to develop a better system? We had one around our dog walking. Yep. And and it was like when we first got the dogs, you felt like I was always saying, will you take them out? Will you mm-hmm. take them out? And so we were like, you know what? Let's develop a schedule. My days are Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yours are Tuesday, Thursday. You know, And here's the responsibilities that you have. We wake up each morning. We know exactly whose day it is. And then we make plans ahead of time. You know, yeah. if if we need to get up early, would you mind switching days with me? And we create systems. So we virtually don't have anything in the household anymore that doesn't work. <laughs> right. You know, if there's junk mail is piling up, we develop a system. Yeah. We buy a shredder. We, like, create a way in which to not have a constant set of emergencies to put out. Exactly. So what are those for you? Life becomes a lot simpler. That's so true. Mm-hmm. So look at any particular area in your life that could be influencing your to-do list and look at what do I complain about that ends up being a huge element on my to-do list. Like are you always complaining about laundry? Are you always complaining about housework? Part of your system might be allocating monthly funds to have somebody else clean the house. Right. Or maybe you decide to stop eating out as much so that you have money to have somebody clean the house. So it's really all about looking at what's not working and what do I want to shift and then creating something that helps you do that. Yeah. And getting the buy-in from all of the parties involved. You know, obviously you and I create systems. Sure, everybody has to be on board. Otherwise, the system won't work. Right. Yeah. Or if it's a system in my workplace, I get, you know, my assistant on board or my collaborators on board, whoever I'm working with. Here's what we need to do. You're going to do this. I'm going to do that. Whatever. So that's the place to look. What do I constantly complain about that influences my to-do list? And then can I implement an easy remedy system? Right. Right? All right. The fourth reason why you might be overwhelmed is you've created a really rigid set of rules for yourself. Mm, How so? And this is me, big oh, time. Yeah? This was, I think, more so than any of these other ones. I create a rule about how things have to be done. Uh, so yeah. it's like, I can't just do this little thing. It has to be dialed out and flawless and, and perfect and look exactly like this. <laughs> so uh, a great example would be if I work out, if I do a workout, it's not really, really a workout unless it's a full-on workout, like an hour long and I'm really hitting You've it. You've done everything that's on the DVD or on the video. Right. Yeah. That's a rule. So now, if I don't have an hour for the workout, I'm like, oh, I don't have time. You know, freaking out. When it's like, how about if you changed your rule around it? What if that's your ideal and it would be amazing if you had an hour, but today you know what, a brisk walk with the dogs or 20 minutes or just a handful of sit-ups, that's what it's got to be today. Right. You know, and changing the rules about it. For me, a lot of times it's around perfection. 
it's around this idea of things have to be perfect. So one of the things that I tell myself over and over and over again is strive for excellence, not perfection. I love it. So that way I can look at something that I've accomplished. And for me, most of the time it's in work. And I look at with this particular job that I'm doing in work or this project that I'm doing, because I really get caught up in all things web design. That's one of my big... That's a big one for you, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, what if I make this block just a little bit bigger? And what, oh, that font, like, just so we need to oh, move it this over here. quite lined up. And then I waste and waste and waste and waste time because I'm striving for perfection instead of excellence. So if I can stop myself and like, Amy, Amy, you're doing it, you're doing it. Okay, this is already excellent. Let go. And I have to consciously choose to do an 80% job instead of a 100% job or a 120% job. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I look at is what is the impact on me if I leave it as is or if I don't leave it as is? The impact on me if I leave it as is is probably nothing. Right. It's probably everything is going to be just fine. But the impact on me if I stay up and I am obsessing over perfect is usually far more detrimental. Mm -hmm. So do you have specific rules? Like, well, oh, I have to go, I have to go get laundry or I have to go do groceries, but I can't go out of the house without makeup on. So here I've added this rule that takes another additional fucking hour or that's not me anymore at all. It right. used to be, but that was a rule. Right. You know? So do you have rules that you could bend the rules because you fucking made them up? Right. Like, you get to bend the rules. You get to change the idea of what everything has to look like. Or someone else made the rules and you're just following along. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Or another example I've made is we, we stress about how the house has to look if somebody comes over. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no, we can't leave any toys out. God forbid they know we parent. You know, like we from. You know, th those sorts of things. Have you made up rules about what things have to look like? So, for instance, another great example is I had been stressing out about baking cupcakes for my, oh, for birthday, for my birthday party. Right. And yeah. I actually really like to bake and I enjoy it and I like to decorate, cake decorating and all of that stuff. And so I started thinking, well, I really want to make everything from scratch. I want to make the icing from scratch, all of that. And so I had to stand back and look at, okay, what's the impact on me if I stress out about making this happen to my ideal? My ideal is to hand make, or home make everything, right? Okay, the impact on me if I hold on to that death grip of perfection is massive stress and overwhelm. So then I started thinking, okay, well, what if... I still do fun decorations, but I buy the icing and I buy the cake mix. Oh my God, so much so more much relief. And so it's about going, okay, let go. The impact of letting go is so much greater on your life. And at the end of the day, we gave away a bunch of those. Like they didn't even get eaten at the party. Right. So <laughs> much know? of the stuff that we hold on to does not matter. Right. It's just you have created that it matters. Mm -hmm. The final reason why you might be experiencing lots of overwhelm, and this one is another huge one, is you don't ask for help. That's part of the systems. Yep. 
you that you're right. You're absolutely right. It's also part of saying yes to what everybody else wants, but you don't ever ask anyone else to help uh-huh. you back. You know, and you think you need to be everything for everyone else, but God forbid you impose on somebody else. It's 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 that nobility that you were talking about. Right. You know, like it's noble for me to just give and give and give. Right. Which is fine. I mean, you can continue to give and, you know, that's great. But you can't uh take that out on everybody else or think that oh my time isn't just as important right that's exactly right so the deal with this is you have to start asking you have to start asking for help and you have to do it with the right people the people who genuinely do want to be there for you because it's not it's not about asking help for help from that person who always throws it in your face or who acts all put out. It's the person you can actually lean on. It's those close people who, if you were to ask, they genuinely do want to be there for you. They want to help you out. It's the people that would be there for you, but the only reason you don't ask is because of your own shit. Your own belief. The story you've made up. About putting people out, about I've got to do it all myself. You don't need to be a fucking hero. You know, there's a lot of power in flexing that vulnerability. And we know that vulnerability increases the intimacy in your friendships and relationships. So if you can be vulnerable with somebody and say, I'll be honest, man, I am floundering or I bit off way more than I could chew. Is there any way you would be up for X, Y, or Z? And... I would just, it would mean the world to me, you know? And actually being vulnerable enough to ask for help is a huge element to fostering a relationship. So again, I have to underscore that you're asking people who really, who you really value, who aren't going to make it a challenging issue for you. But I, I really do think that most of us have at least one of those people in our lives that we could actually turn to for help from a vulnerable place and say, even saying, it's really hard for me to even ask this. Because mm-hmm. I'd like to think I can do it all on my own, but I've been listening to this crazy life coach <laughs> and and I realized that I'm making my job really hard by not turning to people who really want to be there for me. Who, who would jump at the chance to help me out if I would just ask. That's or right. worse, you guys, they're offering. They're offering to help you out and you keep and saying you, no. No, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. Why can't you? You need to dig into that. And of course, there's lots of reasons why that might be the case. But you deserve to have support in your life. Yes, you do. All right, so there you have it. All those reasons why you might be overwhelmed. So I would look at, they're probably not all applicable to you. You might have one that is really you. Like for me, it's the the rules about everything having to look a specific way. Maybe for you it's saying yes. Maybe you don't make priority, you know, self-care a priority. Maybe you're always in emergency mode and you need some systems. So I'm hoping that there's at least one small baby step that you can identify and bite off that. Don't go into, oh my God, I'm all of these and stress out and like that's not helping. So throw that in the trash can't. Look (laughs) at what you can do. Pick one small implementable thing that you could start today to start shifting this. Yeah, I like it. If you haven't- Some great tips, love. Thank you. Yeah, really good. 
Thanks, baby. You're so sweet to me. If you have not left an iTunes review, we're not beyond begging, so this is us begging. Please, 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 And I think that's everything. If you want to submit a show topic, something that's been stressing you out or you need help with, you can also go to thejoyjunkie.com and click on the podcast and submit a show topic, and we read through all of those and look. Love those. Look for great content to supply you guys with so i think that's everything anything else you wanted to add nope i think i've added my two cents all right so we will see you around these parts next week here is to loving and living your most badass life mr and mrs smith out 